All right. Hello, Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Be Great, Be Kind, Steve Kim Experience podcast. I am so, so excited. I have someone on the show today who I have been creeping on social media since I started social media. Um, Bolton's Bites, that's your handle. It's Mike Bolton. You are phenomenally genuine, amazing, kind, awesome in person. But your craft on social media is just next level. So thank you so much, Mike, for making the trek from Toronto up to my office. You sharing this time truly means the world to me. So thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. We've been talking for the past little while, yeah. trying to figure out a time for you to get here. I was actually really nervous sending you, you? Send, yeah, sending you a DM me like, oh, I don't, I mean, I don't want him thinking like I'm just asking, but I was like, I really need to like have you on the podcast. So well, I you, you asked message. me right after we met at, uh, at Burger, Burger Mania, Mania, right? So <laughs> I think you asked at the perfect time, right? We, we, we oh, you were happy. That. I'm like, he can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So Mike, can you just share with the audience? So who is, who is Bolton's Bites? Who is Mike Bolton? Okay. So, uh, just to get one misconception out of the way right off the bat, I'm not from the town of Bolton, Ontario. <laughs> As you mentioned, yeah. my last name is Bolton. Yeah. So, um, many people have made that mistake before. Um, but yeah, primarily I, I just fe I feature stuff in Tor like food in Toronto right now. So uh, the account started about two, maybe two and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, it actually started in kind of, kind of a, a weird roundabout way. At the time I was, very interested in marketing and social media marketing and just generally wanted to be in, in business. I even tried creating a uh, kind of a social media marketing agency oh, nice. with a friend of mine. That's not always the best idea to go into business with a friend, <laughs> um, but we won't get into that. Yeah. But I will say, uh, yeah, so we went out there. We were kind of willing to work with almost anybody. We, we tried to get a basement renovation company. We almost did. Um, <laughs> Wow. But uh, but then around that time, uh, I I was actually I was dating a girl who lived in California, and she has a successful cafe down there, um, and she said to me, you know you you love you love food so much, and you're so interested in social media marketing. I'm surprised you don't have one of those Instagram food blogs or or like a foodie page. Yeah. And I, I had an idea of what she was talking about, but I kind of like inquired more with her, like what, hmm. what exactly, yeah, yeah. what exactly like do you mean and all this? Because uh, I didn't know the full extent of like what being a food influencer would be. Yeah. And she said, yeah, like we have these these people uh, down here in, in California who like we've been even had like food influencers come to our our cafe, and that's actually one of the things that that made her business really blow up. Yeah. Uh, one food influencer came in and then they shared something and then insider food went and uh and or insider dessert went and shared that and then her business just blew up like wow. i think uh she has about like 80k on on instagram and all wow. this and it actually translated into the real world and all this uh she she actually kind of like started that whole like unicorn trend with like unicorn cakes unicorn coffee no way yeah that then starbucks went and yeah, yeah, and turned yeah. into something oh so she she was like the original innovator or like pioneer of of that and but then like it it kind of like you know it's so tough to trademark things in in this in this world especially with food yeah yeah you can trademark a uh, like a a slogan or something like that right yeah. and then nobody can use that exact uh sentence but 
You can't trademark. You can't necessarily trademark a unicorn <laughs> coffee. So Starbucks took it. Went crazy. Starbucks blew it up. Yeah. And um, yeah, so she she kind of knew about that like influencer or food influencer side of things. She told me about that, and I was like, you know, I I sort of thought. I said, I, I've sort of thought about maybe creating some sort of food account before, but I was just trying, at the time, I was just trying to do like so many different things. Yeah. Not a good idea in, in business. You, yeah. I think you have to focus on one thing and, and focus really hard on that and just do that one thing for a while. Yes. Um, but um, her saying that did make me think to myself, you know what, I should do this. And um, then speaking with her about it, it kind of also changed my mind. I think I was going to maybe do like a universal themed like repost account or something like that. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> I instead, I, I, we, we kind of came up with the name even together. She said something like Bolton's Bearded Bites. I'm like, I like it, but I don't think it needs the bearded part. Right? Oh, They're going to okay. see that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so I said, what about just Bolton's Bites? Yeah. Talked about it. Yeah, that sounds good. Da -da -da -da. She came up with my original logo as well. Oh, yeah. She was, uh, She's a very talented uh, girl. She actually taught herself like graphic design and all this uh, back in the day as well. So uh, I have a different logo now. But um, anyway, after that phone conversation, I basically went out there with the intent of building a food account. And uh, I would even go as far as saying I kind of went out there like I wanted to build a big account. Sure. I wanted to kind of become what it is today. And, but I probably couldn't have uh, really uh, estimated just how well that would go. Like it's but, it's it's bananas. Like I think it's also because of your passion. You're so passionate about it that it flows easily onto like Instagram. Like it just it's beautiful. And I get to see you. Your audience gets to see the genuine Mike Bolden. And I think because of that, there's so much tremendous value. Like you know this way more than I know this, but that level of authenticity is I find lost. It's not really there on social media. People are always wanting it to be perfectly crafted. I gotta look this way, it's gotta be. I wouldn't be... say that I necessarily know that better than you though, Steve. Uh, hey, I, <laughs> I, I, you were the first account that I really started being like, I like this guy, like this, okay, this is the real deal. You know it because you exist there all of the but, time. But your style of uh, of the way you kind of create content is, is, is similar, right? You're kind of just, uh, you know Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Yeah, oh, huge. Gary V. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Who's that again? <laughs> his, his whole thing is, uh, yeah, I figured you'd know who he was. <laughs> uh, his whole thing is uh, do, um, document instead of creating, right? Yes. So, so it's it's easier to, to have like just uh, you know um, buckets full of, of content if if what you're doing is just throughout your day, yeah. you're just documenting what you would normally do anyway from the perspective of say like a, a real estate agent. Sure or from the perspective of like a food blogger and, and if you if you can fit a bit of that um, that documentation in what you're doing every day you're going to have more content that you eat than you even know what to do with bingo cuz you you can be getting uh, photos yeah. videos you can be filming your <laughs> podcast yeah. like and you'll have the audio yeah. and you'll have the video yeah. but yeah his whole thing is uh, document instead of like being so particular and taking like months to come up with the perfect concept of 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 what uh, of of creating something yeah right putting too much thought never getting anything done I think you actually posted that in your story today actually 
<laughs> just getting stuff but, done. But I will say one thing. Yeah. Because uh, we probably will end up talking about it because in the half hour before we actually started uh, filming and getting the audio going, we were talking about my show, uh, Fun One Six. Oh, man. It is. Let's talk about that right now. Initially, okay. I wanted to do it not as a like a like something that would be quick and easy and like documentable but i wanted to create like almost a production where i would have like a videographer okay film me and you know it might have ended up being like maybe half an hour long and for youtube and all this yeah. but i wanted to be in like the most like the highest fidelity and <laughs> and all of this and and really be like like detailed and i was going to do it with my buddy uh on instagram he's dao lao dao lao okay so he's 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 a really Dalla, great cook, okay. and he, he he specializes in Laotian food. That's his uh, his background and, yeah. and all of this. But I was going to have him do uh, basically file reviews in Toronto, but do it all in one episode where we maybe go out and we review like the the, the top five based on you know what what blog to says or what different uh, media outlets in Toronto okay. say are the best. And yeah. we we're going to do that, but more in kind of a big production. You know, you 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 spend you spend time trying to to make that happen. Um, the videographer who I was going to have help me with that ended up actually going to New Zealand. Oh man! And he's going to be there for a year. Oh man! So <laughs> after that, you know, you get frustrated with nothing happening. Yeah. So instead, oh. I just said to my buddy Marcello, "Why don't we start doing file reviews?" Yeah. And now it's so easy to do. He literally is just holding my iPhone yep. and filming me at yes. these fud joints. And it's like, you know, a 10 minute long video. We're done. We eat the pho. <laughs> On to the next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're here now. We're filming off of an iPhone. Like that's the power of just what we have here. Yeah. And, you know, Levy and I did a big workshop for realtors this past week. And so many people were just amazed being like, what? That's no, there's no, 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 no. I don't believe you. You're not doing everything off of your phone. Like you got DSLs. I'm like, no, because Especially the, when you put into 4K, it ups <laughs> your game, you know? Right. And I'm just like, but that's if, if you're in for, if you're, if you're solely in for just the production aspect of it, like making a pretty huge production, sure, invest in it. But if you've got something that you're passionate about and you just want to get it out to people, this is all you need, which is what you're doing though, right? Which is crazy. If you- Something to look back on too, you know, before you become a big budget uh, production and all this, start with your iPhone. It's gonna be a beautiful thing when you look back five years later and you're like, wow. Yeah. Look how look how crappy that looks. <laughs> look how far we've come, guys. It's funny because we were just briefly before we started. I want to touch upon this because every person who comes on the podcast, every guest has always been like, "Oh, we should start the podcast." And I'm like, "I know we should," because we just had the, some grade A material. We did right. So before, we'll, before we'll bring the red it back. light turned on, and I was saying to Steve like, "Oh, geez, <laughs> you know when the red light turns on, you you freeze up, and it's like, it's just like." Yes, I am a food blogger from Toronto. My name is Mike Walton. It's true, though, <laughs> but, but thankfully that didn't happen. Yeah, but it's just because, but the thing is because we know each other, like the level in which we know each other. I wouldn't say intimately, but well enough to be like, yeah, that's Mike. Yeah, that's Steve. Like, okay, yeah. right. So it's just the authenticity in, in just even this relationship. I, I absolutely love. I think it's phenomenal. So I know you are incredibly passionate about food. What are some other things that you're really passionate about? Because we're going to get into all the food and the, just your crazy Instagram accounts and where you, you're crushing social. What else are you truly passionate about that maybe you don't highlight on social? 
I think I'm I've probably touched upon it a few times, but sure. not enough for people to to really uh, to really know. Okay. It's just been mentioned a couple times here and there. But before I I got into this whole uh, uh, food blogging thing, if we if we take it way back to when I was maybe about um, fifteen years old. Okay. We're going old school. In, until about the age of 27. Oh, okay. So it was a big part of my life, yeah. big, big chunk of my life, and still is, uh, music. Yeah? So before all of this, from 15 to 27, I was actively pursuing trying to basically be a professional musician. No way. Slash rock star, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so... I, I was I was so diehard like so into we were, like we would do you know maybe two like a rehearsal a week and then and then be out there like gigging maybe two or three times a week and all this no with way. some of my bands. Wow. Um, and then it wasn't until the age of like twenty seven that I kind of just took a a complete turn in a different direction. The band I was in at the time kind of helped me with that because I thought to myself, hmm, <laughs> they wanted to go on an American tour and I was like. I can't really think of anything worse than being in this, in this van with these guys for months on end, so I think I'm gonna actually opt out. Now, instead of <laughs> going out there and maybe starting another band yeah. or, or something like that, I just kind of at that point um, just just decided there was other areas of my life that I that I need wow. to, to work on. And actually, let me also just say, nothing against those guys and all this, it's just that I, I thought to myself, like, is this truly what I want in my life? Maybe, maybe never having you know a place to call my own. Yeah, you know, um, if you're if you were a, a touring musician, you might always be on the road and all this. You might be on the road 320 days out of the year. And yeah. I thought to myself, is that truly what I want in my life? And then I I kind of decided at that point maybe that isn't what I want. Okay, I gotta ask, what did you play? What instrument? I uh, I actually well I started my music career as a guitar player, okay. but then very soon after for my first band, I was the the lead singer, um, because I I kind of had like a I had a good like natural voice and all of this, but also none of the none of the guys in the, in that band could sing okay. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, so then I was guitar player singer. I was taking vocal lessons around that time. I was taking guitar lessons around that time. Uh, definitely got to the point where I was a pretty good singer. Um, I'm like my mind is blown right now. Like <laughs> I, I'm fighting the urge to be like sing. I'm not gonna ask you to, but I'm like fighting the urge. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yes. Maybe a little, uh, a little wrap up, a little outro. <laughs> That's amazing. That's incredible. I'll write you a jingle. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> a jingle for <laughs> a, a podcast. Be, be great. Be kind. Uh, okay. Jingle for okay. Steve Kim show. Awesome. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so, what kind of music was it? So. Throughout, yeah, throughout the time from, you know, maybe my first band was 16, so 16 to 27, I was in various bands, but uh, it was it was, it was was rock music, yeah, okay. predominantly, but a lot, a lot of things fit under that umbrella, right? So, uh, but I, w I would say, so some of the bands were like, the last one was a Motown, Motown rock band, so sort of like a old school, like soul influence, but injected into like a modern rock kind of sound. Oh, wow, okay. so, so kind of like, we used to say like Kings of Leon, meets the Alabama Shakes okay. or something like that. So um, so that was one. Then there was a, uh, one of one of them was kind of like more of an alternative rock band. So kind of like Muse, oh, Radiohead, nice. again, oh, Little Kings nice. of Leon. 
Uh, I was also in a 50s, 60s rock and roll cover band called The Dreamboats, okay. where we used to come on stage in full, like, matching uniforms, jackets. No baby, way. Baby, baby blue jackets and, and all is, is and Does all this, this exist anywhere right now? They, they still play. Do they really? Yeah. Are you... And they're great. Can I find you in video anywhere? You probably could, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm going to find... That was probably actually... Even though it was like cover music and all this. But I mean, really, that's like one of the best eras eras of music yeah. ever. Like 50s, 60s music. It was like... The, the way they crafted their music back then, they were like true artists and so dedicated to the music. Yeah. Right? Um, but that, that was probably the most fun I ever had on stage is in that 50s, 60s rock and roll cover band. Yeah. Everybody loves it, whether it's like uh, everyone, you know, your ninety-year-old grandmother, or you know, the the seventeen-year-old girl yeah. uh, out in the crowd. Well, um, I used to so. I used to DJ for many, many, many years, and you know, I started then doing a couple of weddings in here and stuff like that. The '60s era crushed it on the dance floor. You pop in some like crushed it. So yeah. I a hundred percent. It agree. actually gets people dancing. It's crazy. Like like nothing else from generation to generation, it's 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 crazy, right? Yeah. It's oh, that's amazing. That's, 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 and that's why it was so fun because the audience feedback yeah. was was like nothing else. Okay, you know, uh, it was good for the Motown rock band. It was good for the alternative rock band. Like people aren't really dancing to alternative rock quite as much. Um, <laughs> first band ever was actually a blues rock band. That was the one I was um, lead singer for, and it also like a lot of classic rock influence. That's the thing that really also got me really heavy into music was yeah. actually the blues. Oh yeah? So like first first artist that really made me get very serious about it, Jimi Hendrix. Nice. And it was like and I was a fifteen year old kid too, right? So so But he's so, still so, weird. so popular now <laughs> still though. Yeah, like Hendrix, yeah, right? Yeah. Like timeless. Wow. For sure. That's crazy. And I got all into like the BB King, the Albert King, the Eric Clapton, the Steve Ray Vaughan, yeah. that sort of stuff. But also a ton of classic rock, Led Zeppelin. Nice. Yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Alice in Chains. Uh, That's a little bit of a different. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> maybe there's just me being like, I love yep. Alice in Chains. Yeah. <laughs> mm, maybe not. <laughs> no, that, that, that's amazing. And you know what? One thing that I love is, especially with the podcast, having people on just shit like, share their passions you talking about your music your whole body is like this was amazing 15 to 27 like yeah. this was it right do you ever miss it oh <laughs> i kind of knew you were gonna ask that question do you ever miss it I, uh yeah i do yeah i do okay I do. I do especially if i hear like some really great music live yeah for example i i went to a really great concert um about maybe a year and a half ago at Molson Amphitheater, now the Budweiser stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even like to call it that. <laughs> it's a Molson Amphitheater. It's like the ACC. What is yeah. it, Scotia or Bank Arena? Or that's the ACC. Sort of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Canadians sell everything. <laughs> eh? <Hey. laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, that was an amazing concert. It was like count, uh, Counting Crows and I think uh, Matchbox 20. Oh, nice. But, but, see, but seeing them live, I really started to question, like, geez, like, why am I not doing this? But okay. these moments can sort of just come to you, and it doesn't mean that they're necessarily, like, it's, it's necessarily true, and you have to, like, follow it okay. and all of this, but, uh, yeah. What do you mean by that? Because the one thing that, you know, you know my story, 40 years old, left a great job, super secure in the teaching profession, lined up my retirement, my pension, everything, and I dropped the whole thing. I left it. And... 
everyone's like, you're, you're, you're crazy for doing that. You're making great money, short hours, tons of vacation, benefits, wicked pension. Why in the world are you doing that? And the thing for me is like, I don't want to live a life with any regret. I don't want to wait till I'm 57 years old when I can technically retire from the board and then start crushing real estate. For me, I could die tomorrow. And I know Gary V, but Gary V talks about this. It's just perspective. And I've always been this way, being like, I have many passions in my life, but when something's so like fire inside of me, I'm, I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice if I'm not giving it at that point, right then and there. You have a yeah. different different kind of no, you know, no, no, no. Actually, no. But I, but I seriously do relate to that. Okay, cool. It's just that right now, yeah, the real like burning fire is yeah. actually this, this food. This it, food and it shows, though. It shows. Yeah, yeah. That. It shows. So, how did you get your start? So I know going into Cali, seeing that. Oh, so I, uh, I actually didn't even go down to California. She. This girl came up to Canada oh, no. about, oh, okay. uh, about okay, twice. Okay. The uh, the first time that she uh, that she came up here, we we kind of just explored Toronto and this and that, and a lot of it actually uh, was kind of food related. Like yeah. we we went on a kind of a Kensington Market like oh, nice. uh, food crawl, if you will, just checked out a whole bunch of different places. Really kind of uh, got a got an idea of like that whole scene and all that. Yeah. Like there's, it's just so condensed with amazing mm. restaurants in Kensington Market. Um, Have you hit every restaurant in Kensington Market? I've always wanted to ask you this. <laughs> it's funny that you're thinking. Oh, really? Probably okay. Not. But quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the second time she came up, we went to Montreal. And okay. that was just like, you know, Montreal is amazing for food. So that was just, again, same thing. So it's interesting. Schwartz's, yeah. all the, you know, poutine spots, um, really amazing brunch places. Yeah. Who is a better, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, who is a better food scene? Toronto or Montreal, or are they just too different? Mm. I want to say that maybe Toronto is is more eclectic, but I don't even know if I can if I can say if I can say that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mont- Montreal is pretty great too, right? It is. Okay. I think they both have maybe their, maybe their strengths sure. as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. I couldn't crown a champion. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think I'm in. I'm in, I'm in the place to do that. <laughs> maybe off camera. Start, maybe start, off camera. Start a, food. <laughs> a food rivalry, city to city. Uh, can I ask you for people who don't know? I don't know any anyone who wouldn't know. But really, what is a foodie? So you're a foodie, social media influencer. What does that mean? So I would say that, or do you do you buy into foodie, that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I would say actually just encompasses a lot of different people. You're probably a foodie. Well, you are a foodie. I actually. like food. You do your uh, foodie Fridays. Foodie Fridays, yeah, yeah. Which is, and you I you don't and, have to have an you don't have an, have to have an Instagram following or a, like a big Instagram following to be a foodie, yeah. right? So that might that might be a little bit of a misconception there. Okay. You know, like I think there's I think originally the term started uh, as just someone who loves. Food, food, right? Okay. And there are there are people who eat just to sort of like satisfy <laughs> your needs as a human, right? <laughs> your and sustenance. Then, and then there are yeah, exactly. And then there are and then there's other people who when they eat, they really like they put that that time and, and care in and they yeah. they're really like they're they're going out of their way to 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 taste the food and really enjoy it, right? Yeah. And uh, kind of like savor it in that way, right? Yeah. And then I, I do have a buddy. When he eats, he he just scarfs down that food in like three minutes flat, and I'm still eating and enjoying it. I'm just like, what is wrong with you, man? 
Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we should hang out as much. Like, he's, he's a good guy, though. Like, yeah. But yeah, like that's just something I've, I've observed with him. You know, he just wolfs it down, <laughs> and that's just not what food is for me. Okay. I like to in, in, enjoy it every every second of it, every bite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never rush it. Do you consider yourself a social media influencer? Yes. I, a good, good answer. Thank you for being. You are in, in, in my eyes, one million percent. Yeah. Be, what does that mean? Like, I would say when you're at the point where you are reaching many people, especially also when it gets to the point where it's just maybe it's not even just like you know friends and acquaintances and and all of this, but it goes further than that, and now you're and you're reaching like you could have someone come out of the woodwork in your comments thread yeah. and be like. Oh my God! Where where is that place? Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then you, and you, and I'll be like, oh, who who is this person? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen this account before. They were just kind of hiding it in the in the woodwork or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and they've come out. So I can't even really keep track of all of the uh, all of the different people who are probably seeing my stuff. I sometimes lose track of maybe just how much influence I might have. Yeah. Um, I went out to a. Uh, Kind of a Jamaican jerk restaurant in uh, in Burlington the other day, and the owner there, such such a nice uh, lady by the way too. Uh, her it's kind of like a mother and daughter operation. Love it, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I, def I love restaurants like that for sure, like the Ma and Pa style yes. places. But uh, she said that I I came like highly recommended as someone to to have come through and all this. Wow. And so once wow. we got there, me and my buddy Marcello, Toronto Food Reviews. A little shout out to him. That's his Instagram account. Okay. Um, you're such a good guy, man. You're such a good guy. <laughs> Who? You are, man. Like, you're such a good guy. You yeah. are. You know, I, I enjoy giving value. I feel like it's easier to just sort of give value to people who deserve it, right? <laughs> you know, if someone's treating you like, like crap Junk, or something, yeah, like yeah. you're just like, just like, like continually giving value or something. You know, I'm not Mother Teresa here, right? But, um, but like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But we anyway, we went out to uh, we'll we'll come back to the maybe the value giving part. But sure. I went out to Burlington and when I when I met the owner of this restaurant, um, yeah, she said I came highly recommended and she said like and I asked like who are these people that recommended me? Yeah. And she was naming like restaurant owners and No way and like yeah, yeah, yeah. So she mentioned like uh, Gladiator Burger in Mississauga when my daughter went out there to to pick up some food for us like one of the like the owners there or like the owner's wife mentioned you and then like this place it, another place in Burlington that I had done something with recently called Studebaker Burlington had also recommended wow. me and all this and you just, but you just you just sort of like lose touch especially the the you know when you have when you have a larger following you kind of lose touch of maybe how much influence you you do have because you got to remember that like not everyone looking at your post is going to comment in this, but yeah. some are just going to look, you know, and digest the content, uh, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> they might just, you know, they might just look at the picture. They might not even give you a like, you know, yeah. people use social media in, in, in different ways. Like yeah. I guess like for us, like yeah. the really active, the really active guys who are trying to go out there and, and do it and like use it, use it for business, but also use it for like connecting with people and all of this. We're you know we we are we're more likely to, to go and drop a comment Huge. And, and and all of this right yeah. um, but uh, your your average person uh, maybe maybe they maybe they don't really like um, 
posts and all yeah. that. It's like people use it in different ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not everyone gets the double tap, right? So you you sort of like, especially with this new algorithm. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. Which, we'll talk. Which isn't this. so great, but like you sort of lose touch of, of how much influence you might you might have. One thing I, I massive <laughs> respect to you is you always comment on people. That's the one thing that I've noticed. You'll get like hundreds of comments. Oh, in terms of responding. Yeah, and you always respond. So that... Like for me, it's easy. I make it a that dozen. That is a Gary V. That is a Gary V lesson right there. Okay. I respond to everything, but I'm working Have off maybe a dozen. Have you ever heard say that exactly? Like he says, you know, people ask me, how do you get bigger on social media? Yeah. Then I go and I look at their account and I see... So they have eight comments on a post, yeah. and they're asking me how do you get bigger on social media? Yet they don't even take the time to respond to those eight comments. Yeah, it's like that's that's how you get bigger. You actually, if you actually care about your audience and all this, yeah. like eight comments. Yeah. What what does it take to to respond to somebody? Do it on the washer. And you're trying to say that you want to grow a bigger account and all yeah. of this, but you don't even care about your following. That's crazy. No, that's it's really building that. <laughs> that group of like digital advocates, right? On social media. Like they're, when someone they're, takes the time to comment on yeah, my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Yeah. I am I'm I'm thankful about that, you know? Like thank you for caring. Yeah. <laughs> What's cuz it's such it's so oversaturated on on social media yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like think, you know, think about how many people uh, how how many people someone might follow yeah. and how much is coming up on their feed. And all of this too, and you know they take the time to to take an interest. I in your comments though, that's genuinely you. I know, like I, I've studied social media and things like that. I just wouldn't say study, but I've heard there are like these different bot systems that if someone comments on your post, it'll automatically give just a, an emoji thumbs up and things like that. I know those. I, I figured that. Yeah, I yeah, know. I, those, I, I know about that stuff yeah. too. You though, every comment is different. You'll get like 343 comments, and I'm just like, holy. Whoa, like, three, I, no, 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 not, not that much. You're such an honor. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to go back. There was a post. On, you, there, there was honestly, a lot. If you, see, if you see that many comments, it's sometimes a bad sign. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's, what do you there's, mean by that? There's something called Instagram pods. Okay. Not to just like okay. throw a lot of people under the bus. Yeah. But uh, there are people who are sort of getting like obligated comments. From other people. Oh, right? okay, okay. So it's like okay, a bunch of foodies okay. will get together. They'll get sure, into a sure. DM group. Yeah, yeah. And then when they drop a post, they'll like go and they'll they'll send it out like to and... that DM group. Oh no. And then everyone knows to go and comment in all this. Oh, right? okay, okay. Um, you know what? It's this is like maybe the deep, just, dark side of food. <laughs> it's it's, it just has to be genuine. Yeah. And if I'm being like completely honest, back in the day, yeah, yeah, about a year ago, I was in some of them. Okay. I love I it. I just decided like love one it. night, yeah. one night, yeah. I was like, number one, this is a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. And also like having to be obligated to comment as opposed to just feeling, feeling it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not you. So, That's not you. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I just figured I could go the more genuine route. Yeah. So I left all of them in one night. No way. Were they pissed? Sorry, guys. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Let's still keep in touch, you know, Yeah. and all of this. And now the cool thing is too. If they want to comment on my stuff, cool. Yeah. If I want to comment on on theirs, cool. Yeah. You know, I, I'm still more than happy to to you know help someone out with the comments and all this. If, yeah. If I like the content and, and all that, but like, I, I don't like the whole like obligated uh, commenting thing. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems well disingenuine though, right? Yeah, and more I guess it anything. also kind of like fools uh, 
it fools like PR agencies as well and, and restaurants and all this. And yeah. they think like, oh my God, this foodie has like 300 comments on their, on their stuff. We, yeah. we should get them in. Yeah. But also the way that the Instagram algorithm works now yeah. is Instagram will send your post to the people who are engaging the most. Yes. And if you're in Instagram pods, eventually what it's going to do is only send your posts to the people in your pods. So what influence do you really have when you're only reaching the food influencers? I want to reach the people who are just the the restaurant lovers. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please stay tuned for part two next week. As always, be great, be kind, everyone. Take care, bye-bye.